Welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Mankind. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Welcome back to Darkseid's Couch. This is James. This is Mike. I'm Shay. Or maybe it's uh, maybe it's not welcome back. Maybe this is your first time listening. We don't want to chrono shame anybody, you know? Do you want to start over? No, not not really. That was a joke. <laughs> that, that was a okay. joke, James. Okay. All right. Well, we kind of threw me for a loop. You said it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, my thing. Very, very concerned. I, I am concerned. I don't want to shame anybody. Yeah. Uh, so uh, today we're doing uh, the new wave, uh, not the band. Mm-mm. Well, that's not a band. That's a that's a genre. Really? The new, who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of New Order. Yeah, that's, new yeah, that's a band. <laughs> that's a band. Yeah, no, New so Wave is, is Can we just name heads. bands? Today we're doing New Order, number 11. Yeah, uh, yeah. this is the New Wave, issue number 11, uh, from 1986. It's a book called The Concrete Garden, written by Mindy Newell, art from Lee Weeks and Sam De La Rosa. Um, this is an Eclipse comic book, which we've never really looked at before. I'm, we've done Eclipse before, haven't we? We this have not. familiar. All I'm right. pretty sure I'll take we your, have I'll, not. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I had no idea what this is about, and then I read the book, and I still have no idea what this was about. I, I enjoyed that about it. So a little bit about Eclipse Comics. Um, Eclipse Comics was one of the first uh, indie comics in the 80s that was courting uh, creators and giving creator-owned rights for their comic books and all that kind of stuff. So they got people like Chuck Dixon and Rick Veitch and uh, Kurt Busiek and Scott McCloud. A couple of my favorites got Peter Milligan and the, the great Chris Ware. And the most notable thing that probably ever came out of Eclipse was Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman's Marvel Man slash Miracle Man run. Oh, great. One of the greatest things that ever happened in all of comic bookdom. I still haven't read it. <sighs> it's it's fantastic. It's really, really fantastic. I, it, it's, it's in the running for my favorite Alan Moore thing. But James, I don't have enough time. Yeah, yeah, there's no time in the day. We even took a week <laughs> off last week, and it still got completely eaten up. I was busy. I did stuff. I did too. Like, it was weird. It didn't seem like we took a week off. I went to, I went to the beach like every other day. I still haven't gone. Is it safe? I mean, you're not allowed on the sand. You're. I don't know how it is on the north well, side, but <laughs> by me, you're not allowed on the beach, but you can go to the you know, the concrete slabs and you can just hang out. Oh, the best part, the best part of the beach. Yeah. The, the concrete <laughs> the lake. slabs. I've been going to the lake near and the slabs near the beach. I've been on the same latitude and longitude lines as water. I mean, is it safe? If it's safe, yes, no one's there. It's basically just me and like random joggers. Are they even enforcing it? Are they shooing people away? At the beach, they are. If you go in the beach, they, they chase you away. Oh, interesting. That was a good use of time. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, Eclipse Comics, they closed up shop in 1995, uh, and then Todd McFarlane bought everything, or at least he thought he did. I don't know if anyone knows this story, but I remember this when it happened. So yep. he thought he had bought, oh, oh, at a phone auction, he thought he had bought basically everything about Eclipse Comics, and he was going to use uh, Marvel Man, Miracle Man, whatever you want to call him, which is its own complicated thing. Uh, turns out that after he did all the due diligence, he didn't actually buy Miracle Man. All he bought was Miracle Man's logo. That's all he had was the logo, but he had already started putting Miracle Man into the Spawn comics, so he had to replace him with an original character called the Man of Miracles, who had Miracle Man's logo, and then just kind of like write him out immediately because it was a it was a whole fucking mess. So wait, um, who had? So if if he owns the logo, that means whoever owns the rights for the character can no longer use the logo. It's I don't. I, that's a great question. I assume that's true. 
It's really, there's actually a book called Poison Chalice, the extremely long and incredibly complex story of Marvel Man and Miracle Man. I haven't read the whole book, but I've read a lot about this story. It goes back to Superman, to the Captain Marvel we now call Shazam, the Captain Marvel that we call Captain Marvel, Miracle Man, Marvel Man, Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore, Todd McFarlane. It's this, incre- it's this like 80 year saga of ownership and it's absolutely insane. And Eclipse bought that character, but Eclipse one was a, they tried to be a creator owned company. So the, the rights were all over the place. And two, they just didn't know what they were doing. And so the money was all screwed up and nobody knew who had what. And Todd McFarlane bought a bunch of stuff, failed to read the paperwork that said, go over this really carefully. So you know exactly what you bought and started publishing things with Miracle Man until he was told you actually don't own it. Hmm. It was insane. Why would he throw Miracle Man in spawn comics well i mean it was a it was a huge run like with with alan moore and neil gaiman it was like it was one of the most acclaimed runs in comics but also he's he he also claimed that part of it was he just didn't want other people having the rights of it and doing just goofy shit with it so even if he didn't use it his attitude was at least i kept it safe like when michael jackson bought the beatles catalog just so that other people couldn't license it out how did alan moore read that and then immediately ejaculate Alan Moore read it and then summoned a ghost <laughs> and then cursed Todd McFarlane for a thousand millennia. He agreed with the sentiment, but he didn't He didn't uh, enjoy the writing. It's like, I could have written that, that statement <laughs> He doesn't better. enjoy anything. I think he, he enjoyed, enjoys good He tea. enjoys porn and he or enjoys... writing, I mean. Anybody en- else's writing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're that brilliant, like I imagine so. Like I imagine everything is trash in your mind. It's got to uh, be that way, yeah. Healthy ego is probably what helped him craft his stories. Yeah, I guess when you're at that point, when you're arguably the greatest person who ever wrote comic books, you, everything looks like shit. Yeah. I read That's Lost rough. Girls. It was meh. Well, I mean, come on. Watchmen and V for Vendetta and Swamp Thing and Miracle Man and Top From 10. Hell, and Daredevil. Like, all these amazing books that he wrote. Like, like, you can't boil it down to Lost Girls. I haven't read it. Oh. Right, Alan Moore wrote Daredevil for a while, right? I, have no I don't idea. think he did. I think he might be thinking of Frank Miller's. Maybe he speaking, did. Speaking of Daredevil, so like the lady on the cover, yeah. I always thought like, hey, like Lady Daredevil. So like the cover for now monthly, the new wave. It wasn't monthly for long, I imagine. It went 13, 13 issues and it was gone. Yeah, thirteen months. <laughs> That's how they did it. Like it's like a circus, and there is a lady daredevil. I say a lady daredevil because she's got red spandex outfit on, and she has that white baton. I know it's supposed to be a red baton, but in the comics they always made it white so you could see it in action stuff, and you know whatnot, so you can follow along with it. Hmm. But I don't know if that this is supposed to be like let's make her look like daredevil, but they did. And she's like a trapeze artist, and uh, there's and there's like a blue. So there's like the guardian. Like a Marvel Comics yes. character, except he's not the Guardian. I think it's called like Tacky. I didn't know what he's the fuck named, his name was. Oh, I've, yeah. I've got the lineup. I got the lineup, and actually, that's kind of interesting. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to these characters one at a time as we get to them. Um, I just want to hop in real fast and say yeah. that he 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 did. It doesn't look like he wrote Daredevil. He did write for Dare the Daredevils, which was a comics magazine by Marvel, and the issue that they're showing me has Daredevil on the front of it. But I guess he didn't actually write Daredevil. But I guess he did write a parody of him. And he designed the logo for the New Jersey Devils. Did he really? Was, no. <laughs> that's, none of that's... that's it's a total fabrication. Okay, did you guys, well, know the, you guys know this comic is another winner in the Eclipse universe? So, it's, an, so, it's another winner. Well, I'll give Eclipse some credit. We did Eclipse, it, guys. We did it. Eclipse, 
Eclipse did a lot of great stuff, and they didn't worry about the comics code. I tell you what, they didn't worry about uh, looking foolish while patting themselves as hard as they could on their own backs. Really, this bothers you that much? I just enjoy it. I, a, enjoy, I enjoy crazy bullshit. And this so, is just like, guys, let's talk. Make sure to put on the cover how great this book is, so people buy it. Well, That's oh a yeah, good God forbid they. Idea, Chief. God, yeah, God forbid they hype their own product. Another winner. It's like Donald Trump reading this. Another winner in the <laughs> Eclipse universe. Uh, the most fabulous comics. <laughs> Printed on gold paper. You can't read it. Every issue gets you a coupon for a Trump steak. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. Um, so what I'll give Eclipse credit and for, and the New Wave credit for, is that even though it's a superhero team, they don't do anything superhero-y at all. They've got other shit to worry about. In this book, they did nothing. They did They did very, very little. So the team uh, consists of what we're seeing, the woman that we're seeing swinging around, that's Polestar. She's a circus acrobat. That'd be a better stripper name, really. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, an exotic dancer named Polestar? That was gonna, awesome. going to be issue 14. We never got around to it. Well, maybe well, after all the events that happened in the circus, I imagine it closed and she got another career. I will say another member of the team, like sort of an honorary member of the team, is a character, another character that Eclipse scooped up called The Heap which you'll remember was a character I wanted to do way back in like episode 15. I think we did do it. We did do the heap because uh, he was one of the characters that Todd McFarlane bought in the 90s and tried to integrate into Spawn. So I was like, let's see the roots of this. But there were like three different heaps. So it's it's another <laughs> weird, complicated rights issue uh, with who owns the heap. That's a shame uh, he didn't show up. In this, yeah. <laughs> the, the heap doesn't show up. And the other member of the team that doesn't show up is a guy called Megabyte, who is a robot programmed with the brain patterns of a physically disabled teenage boy. Okay. We didn't get to Weird. see we didn't get to see Megabyte, but we'll see everybody else. This is quite a Burger King kids club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. The regular planeteers. <laughs> it's the rainbow crew. In my um, brain. Pander uh, more. Pander. Well, it was 86, 87, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, I let me let me start right here before we move any forward and go. I liked this comic. Oh, I liked wow. it a lot. Wow. I thought it was pretty good too. Not great. Pretty good. I uh, I gave uh the the blue man like a like a very uh oppressive robotic voice. Right. Like he didn't like he didn't he couldn't control his pitch when, <laughs> when talking to those two friends. He, was, cause he seems like some kind of crazy alien, doesn't know understand what No modulation. Is. You're like that, yeah. And he, like this blue man who's dressed like he works at Caterpillar and he's like with these with these two blonde teenagers. I don't know if they're brother and sister. I don't they know. Are. Or they're, they're actually neighbors. They're neighbors. All right. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, go ahead. All right. And they're they're sitting at the, the circus. And the name of the issue is the concrete garden. And she's like, do you want some cotton candy? And the robot is like, you eat cotton, Elizabeth. Yeah, this guy is not fun to hang out with at all. No. So, uh, so what we're looking at is Tachyon Avalon and impulse um so avalon is a teenage girl she's the daughter of an of a, of a former superhero and avalon is a powerful witch you wouldn't know it from her high-waisted jeans but she's a powerful witch so what's the deal with uh, uh tachyon is he like so, their buddy yeah. like what's well, okay so impulse impulse is avalon's neighbor and he's telekinetic i just want to get that that's out. convenient uh, yeah it is so tachyon who they call Tacky, is a blue-skinned, blue-haired, extra-dimensional being with superhero strength and the power of flight. So he's obviously kind of detached from, you know, society and everything. Here he's trying to go undercover. He's wearing a baseball cap for his favorite baseball squadron, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but what I thought was kind of funny is, and I'm sure this is just coincidence, but this book was published from 86 to 87. Watchmen was published from 86 to 87. And they both featured 
a uh, big blue extra dimensional being with godlike superpowers, uh, very detached from society. And one's named Tachyon, and the other one had a sensitivity to Tachyons, Dr. Manhattan. Huh. So I guess it was just like the zeitgeist at the time. Like, I think it was parallel thinking. I can't imagine they were ripping each other off. It came no. out too close. But it's just sort of interesting that that's... It was the style just, at the time. It was yeah. the style of the time. Everybody was in there. Like, I the love Smurfs a, were fucking huge. I love the bald guy in the uh, the Chargers jersey <laughs> behind the guy, behind the boy. Yeah, the stands are just filled with just... Just the worst mongoloids and dregs yeah, of society. I was going to say dregs. It's the kind of people that go to the fucking circus. Look they got nothing else going on in their lives. Tachyon's like, shoes are great. Look at them shoes. He's dressed very stylish. Like he for, for He must have ran an algorithm to understand human fashion, and, and he really capitalized on it. Mm -hmm. He looks great. Yeah, they look great, yeah. So they're at uh, the circus because Polestar, their teammate, has uh, invited them to come see her perform in the circus because i guess she's both a superhero and a circus performer you would think she wouldn't have time for both but she no does. they're like uh the football team that we did a yeah while back. kickers inc kickers, kickers inc. yeah this kickers is this inc. reminded me a lot of kickers inc like it, it really kind of is yeah it had a it had that feel to it yeah 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 it's got kind of that indie feel and we don't really see them doing much super heroics and this is in the 80s so they could still be cruel to animals in the circus mm -hmm. yeah, there's, yes. there's an elephant with a blanket on it well, and Tachyon, I believe, is, is concerned about it. He's saying, like, it's not cool that they're that they're using these animals for entertainment. But oh, he goes along with that anyway. Tachyon's woke. He doesn't care. He's not even from here. He's probably going to go home. <laughs> I think like, just mathematically like, he recognizes that it's immoral. He doesn't feel anything. He just knows. That's my favorite part in the Masters of the Universe movie where they're disgusted that humans eat meat. You guys ever see that movie uh, with Dolph yeah. Lundgren? Yeah, I remember that. Classic. <laughs> Frank Langella, Frank Langella just came up the other night. That was that was an insane fucking movie. What'd you just call him? Frank, uh, Frank Langioni. No, you didn't. <laughs> Frank, 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 Frank Lossage Man. Frank, Frank Lasagna Cat. So apparently, like, uh, there's supposed to be five of the 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 new wave at this circus as guests, mm -hmm. but only three showed up, and uh, I guess. One of them is this guy, <laughs> and uh, so, he's at a he's at a he's at a school for a child that is his that he just found out about, but she's not doing well in school, and the teacher is like, uh, she's not doing well, and she's absent a lot. And he goes, well, I'm a new dad, but that's none of your fucking business. <laughs> I think they're talking about Avalon, the, the teenage witch. Like, that seems to be his answer to everything. He's just like, <laughs> maybe you should dab <laughs> yourself a big old glass and shut the fuck up, teacher, well, as, got, I, as I fold my mustache. He's got no, a huge it's not balls. Avalon. They call her Elizabeth. I know, that could she be has a name. name. Maybe Avalon's her superhero yeah, name. Avalon's her superhero name. Is it? I didn't, I didn't look into any of this. I have to admit, like, I don't have that much background on it. It's surprisingly hard to come up I with just a thought lot this about was them. Just, I thought this was just, like, a different story of some dad who just found out he was a dad. and But now he has to go to school because the teachers uh, caught his daughter smoking crack. <laughs> yes. And this isn't a yeah. bigger deal. That is, that like, is which comes kind of, like, she, like, uses that as the checkmate. She goes in and it's like, you know, I'm concerned about your daughter. And he's like, fuck you, there's reasons. And she goes, did you know she's smoking crack? He's like, yeah. That reforms yeah, and, and the conversation course, dramatically. And, and then the dad immediately goes into not my child and goes, well, you didn't actually see her, right? And they're like, no, she was just in a room 
where people were smoking crack. Well, she's Everyone was smoking crack. If she's the superhero, I'm sure he's concerned she that his it. superhero daughter is also smoking crack, and that's where she's well, getting. That's why she has the energy I, to go to school and, and do superhero work. I for, I don't think that witch is his daughter. The powers um, are, the powers are and, her abilities. <laughs> So you're telling me you weren't physically in her lungs when she was supposedly smoking crack. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> you haven't right. you haven't investigated her blood cell count. I was very thrown off by the fact that at the end she tries once again to checkmate him by going, We're both kids of the sixties. <laughs> and he's like, So Ooh. you know. Ooh. Which oh, I guess just hits. means everyone smoked crack. He's, like I don't understand with like where, I was expecting like, like great you you did drugs you probably smoked marijuana and then by the way they also keep say, talking about like doing dope and smoking dope and everything right. and it seems like dope is just everything so you don't yeah. know which drug they're actually talking about when she when she said uh we we're both child of the 60s you know what's going on i was hoping he was gonna have like a flashback like do 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 <laughs> Do do just, do 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 do. And the whole panel just gets real psychedelic as he has a is he relives a memory of like he's in a in a beanbag chair under a blacklight poster. It's 1972. He's doing coke in a bathroom. Oh God! It's like my daughter. I mean, I'll give him credit. They designed him to look like a guy who got high a lot in the 60s and 70s. Like he looks like that guy. He's he's not smoking you know doing coke in the bathroom or anything like that she went from zero to 60. Right, she went from right, yeah. nothing to crack no she's been building up to it since she was 12. he hasn't been around like I, he just found like, out about Florida? her is that, that is that what this is that image of him being shocked about being a child of the 60s i gotta make that my profile picture <laughs> it's a great it's just a great like dead-eyed bovine stare <laughs> like he just realizes oh shit uh, stares at oh, you shit. stares at you he looks like a king of the hill character <laughs> he does uh yeah uh so they kind of leave this unresolved and he's so like he goes well thanks for taking the interest he goes this is my job i'm a teacher yeah whatever <laughs> um, he drives away in his el camino <laughs> those burnouts Gosh. in the parking lot um Motor i don't know the reason <laughs> the reason i'm thinking the daughter's Avalon because it's the only daughter on the team. Like the only other women on the team are Polestar. We're not talking about Polestar. And then there's a woman named Dot who he's going to go see. I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe, I don't even yeah. remember what this dude's name is. How his about that? Is, his name is fucking uh, it's uh, Brian McGee, the, Brian. the alias that Homer Simpson used to buy beer. Yeah. Thank you for saving me. There you go. <laughs> um, and so then we go backstage at the circus and Polestar's about to go on. But first, she's going to talk to a, a clown that's a little person. You know, I got to say, this is well drawn. The artwork's not bad. It's a little stiff in some places, but, you know, they, they were all young. I mean, you know, the anatomy, the everyone's anatomy is great. Like, they did a it's good job bad. keeping it consistent. Sometimes artists really struggle with that, and I can imagine why. And so the one little person is waiting for his little person uh, co-star to come out, but they can't seem to find him. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. He never he never shows up late. He always makes his cues. Mm-hmm. Polestar goes into the lady's uh, uh, dressing room, and uh, one of the other circus performers is smoking a cigarette. And she's like, will you put that shit out? She's like, fuck you. No, fuck you. And then they have a... Yeah, then... they get in a fuck you fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. It's yeah, not... they, well, they do pretty much just get in a fuck you yeah. fight, as she said. Well, at least mine's legal. Yeah, yeah, she's like, what does that mean? And she has her finger out like she's really upset. Great. Like, did you not realize that everybody here smokes crack? Are you not aware of this? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a circus for starters. 
Uh, meth and marijuana, probably, and alcohol, I would say, would be the circus performers. I don't know. I mean, those are probably the go-tos, but I Coke, think there's plenty though, of... Coke, would be like, that'd be getting dangerous. I, so. I don't know. It's probably a How little... do they have Coke money in the circus? I don't know. That's what I was going to say. The, the only thing keeping them from Coke and crack is probably the price point. Yeah, they're, they're the, pov- the extreme poverty of being a circus performer. You know, a lot of circus performers, though, actually are like, uh, they're like Olympians. Like, they study for the Olympics their entire lives and they're in the circus I, I saw that in a documentary about the circus once they're all like studying they're all training to go to the olympics like while they're in the the circus even the freaks I, I, oh the, fuck me he is her dad oh did you look I it just up? nail that did you look it up yeah did uh, i just fucking nail that oh man yeah. yes I mean, that makes right. me feel good yeah just look at she's high on crack at the circus just freaking out <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> he really shouldn't believe the teacher at all. If she's responsible enough to be a superhero, I don't think she's smoking crack. I mean, Shay, do you want to check when crack started? Like when it became an epidemic? When did uh, George Bush become the head of the CIA? <laughs> be, uh, let's see. Like, well, that's very that? conspiratorial. Uh, uh, no, no, just, something. I'm just trying to, well, no. It, I mean, it, when I it, mean, it would became, be the 80s, right? What, yeah, when it actually hit and became yeah. something that was uh, when was Oliver we were North really prevalent uh, in the U.S. Uh, military? There? Early eighties. Yeah, Early eighties. So it was a couple of years, but it was still eighty six, eighty seven that they're that they're tackling this. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, they're not yeah. When, tackling Mitt it Romney, super tactfully. When was uh, Mitt Romney's dad like working with the, the bushes? The name Crack first appeared in the New York Times on November seventeenth, nineteen eighty five. So this is pretty good. 87, two years later. I think this actually, this issue might have been 86. This is propaganda now. as early as 81, reports of crack were appearing around the country. That's fine. That that makes sense. But like as far as when you could, should expect the media to start addressing it, 87 is pretty good for a fucking comic book. Like it's certainly before DC and Marvel were doing it. Right, they were still mad about LSD. Yeah. He's shaking Get- in his bed high on LSD. <laughs> Never leaves his house. It's ruined um, my son. He's a druggie. So uh, here's another side dude, story that we have no idea what's going on in. You know what? I confused. I thought this guy was the same guy no, as the crack this, dad. This is it's not. Dude. This is Steve this Rogers is from another. This film. is just some fucking <laughs> asshole who pushes his way into her home and then tells her what to do. I think this it, is a couple pages got stapled in from another comic. Right, at first, I thought this was like uh, this was like her husband. She can shoot him. Like her, astra- <laughs> like this is like her estranged husband. But then, right. and then she ends up being Wasp from Marvel Comics, and you're like, wait, so, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> this is the last member of the team. Her name is Dot. And she's a freelance spy with the power to shrink herself. And while small, she can fly and fire bioelectric blasts. Yeah, that's not a ripoff. So she's basically the wasp mixed with uh, a Scarlet Witch. Oh, um, no, uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, Black that's Widow, what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a scene here, too, where like the first time we see her shrink, she shrinks out of her clothes. She has her superhero outfit on, because of course, but she shrinks out of her clothes. And then the rest of the comic, she's back in her clothes. So at some point we are not seeing is that she got big again, got yeah. dressed. And meanwhile, this guy made a sandwich the whole time. He made a sandwich, right? Yes. He asked if she wanted one. And man, I got to say, I could really go for a sandwich right about I, now. I mean, it's it's they're in the pocket of big sandwich for sure. But I'll say it worked on me. Got uh, crack cocaine propaganda from the U.S. government and Big Sandwich paid yep, for this Big comic. Sandwich pushing us around. No one's buying it, and that's how they got the money for it. They had to sell out to Big Sandwich, to yep, Wonder don't, Bread. Don't believe those lies about all the carbs and bread. Fucking it's fine. It's good must, for you. The mustard industry. Yep. Pay, pay for this. I will say, this is, this is a power move, though, because he goes into her house. She attacks him. He just completely swats it away and goes into her fridge and makes a sandwich. Like, that is like, that's like, that's like the red tie of, like, superhero douchebaggery. Not just superhero. That's just douchebaggery. 
No. Maybe that's what her rays do. Like when she shoots you with a ray, it drains you of all your food, and you have to get more food real quick, or else you die. He's like, <laughs> gotta I hit my cows. Gotta make a sandwich. That's why she's cool with it. Cause she knows, like, hey, I gotta eat. You're the one who shot me with your sandwich erasing ray. I have to reload up. <laughs> I mean, with another she, sandwich. She doesn't seem happy. She goes into the other room and <laughs> sits <laughs> and just angrily sits in a chair while he eats a sandwich in the kitchen. This is I a like great it. scene. I love how she has my grandma's TV in her house. Yes. Well, yeah, again, it's 80 whatever. It's 86, like yeah. TV. When it's also a piece of furniture. It's That's what I grew up with. Because yeah. we didn't have nice TVs. We had like the old TV that my father found at a flea market and it weighed 900 pounds. I had a knob TV in my bedroom sure. on a TV tray for the for longest time because my dad didn't want to watch me play Nintendo. Oh, I didn't have I didn't have like a, a game system in my in my room for the longest time. No, that's that's one thing about having uh, parents that don't want to deal with you is they tend to like to keep, like make sure that you don't bother them. So they're like, <laughs> make sure he has something to distract him. Oh, so I'm man. tired for my job. I could have gotten some shit if I would have bothered them. I just kept yeah. to myself. God was damn pro- it! I was a problematic child. So they're like they're like medicated with whatever we can. Nintendo oh. Adderall, something. Oh, man, He's asking really me questions. Out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see if I can figure out where my father lives now and see if I can get some of the back pay on that. <laughs> get some back. Get some, he owes you some Nintendos, man. Some Mega Mans. Yes. I need, yeah. I need a Turbo Graphics. <laughs> he owes you. Uh... Your dad's gonna have all that money. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Got he's, he's got. He yeah. owes you the duck hunts. <laughs> a, a, a sixty-year-old man who's never had a job a day in his life. Yeah, he's he's rolling it. He's he's really James stacking was... those IRAs. James was not a new Nintendo kid. So no like, where's my where's my Cobra Triangle? <laughs> where's that's a Nintendo game that's very obscure. Uh, no, I had a I had Atari, uh, because again we just had old systems because that was what we just fucking Dude, had. Dude, that would be a collector now. But Atari. you also had a bunch of Sega shit that you tried to explain to me that I just did not understand. I had the Master System, and then uh, I had Sega the was Genesis. The worst. Sega had some pretty good shit. No, it Sonic, didn't. Sonic went really fast. Oh, Sonic was it? super fast. Oh, great. I'm real sorry about your uh, your lack of Nintendo, yeah, bro. Sorry I had to read some books instead of playing the <laughs> No Friendo all day. <laughs> Dude, the Super Nintendo may have ruined my, my youth. True. It's a good console. It's an ugly-ass design. It's the ugliest yeah. fucking design. Every time I build or get a new computer, the first thing I do is I throw a Super Nintendo emulator on it and then put some games and see if it works. I'm like, this computer's good. Can play Super Nintendo. <laughs> done and done. Despite the fact that any browser can do that as well. I know, but it's like, I, I have like, I, I use certain emulators that do certain things. It's like, as long as it works and it doesn't have a lot of slowdown, I'm happy. Okay. So now we're back at the circus. I got all my aggression out about my father. Actually, I didn't at all. It barely started, but we're going to move on turn. anyway. Today was your turn, and then next will be Shay's, and then it'll be back to me. Oh, <laughs> man. My dad and I have actually worked out a lot of our issues. My dad really and, and I as well. We actually get along very well now. Oh, well. I guess I'll get next week, too. Yeah, you All better. right, sweet. If you, if you don't, you're a loser, and you're oh, a bad got, child. Oh, I've got weeks and weeks of this. I next week, this we'll just play Compare the Meds. You guys don't have to even show up. You guys can just stay home. It's you guys going to talk about your dad? Yeah. My, the My Dad podcast. Like just Another do- thing. He wants to shove dog treats up my nose because he thought it'd be funny. That's true. That's what? fucking true. Did he at least crumble them up first? No. He shoved a dog treat up my, up my nose, thought it was funny, laughed as I struggled to get it out. I couldn't get it out. It was burning my fucking nose. It fucking hurt. What kind of dog treat would burn your nose? It was what like a sausage. It's like a sausage. Oh, oh, the sausage spices. Yeah, so you're basically getting pepperoni shoved up your nose, but not the regular pepperoni, like dog grade pepperoni shoved oh up your God. nose by a laughing oh my. jackass. That's an awful story, too. Yeah, that was the abridged version. That okay. explains. That explains a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. Okay. Uh, I never, I've never seen you eat a sausage. No, I like, I like spicy Italian. Maybe that's why I like spicy like Italian sandwiches. Because it's either, it's either, it's either, you got to raise it up just to get to where you need to be now. It was yes, just to get to normal. No, it's either, it's a combination of my father doing that and fucking big sandwich in the late eighties. <laughs> I was about to say we got back to sandwiches. Yes, like we are firmly in the hands of big sandwich right I'm now. I'm dying for a sandwich. And honestly, now, guys. part of me, part of me is just like, let's finish this and get sandwiches. I'll be honest, I never left sandwiches. <laughs> I'm gonna tell okay. you, you know, I want, I'm gonna go buy, I want a sandwich with two end pieces. That's wow. What I want. You want mm-hmm. the two butts? No, I don't want the two butts. I want, I want a nice sourdough. Slices. Oh, I get want, nice you want an ass to ass sandwich. I do. <laughs> I love ass to ass oh. sandwiches. Luckily, growing up, my family, uh, everyone hated the end pieces, and that's what I thrived on. Me too. I know. I would eat so everyone's good. end pieces and everyone's crust because I don't too. fucking understand the crust thing. I still do it. Someone should just sell the butts. Just, just the butts. <laughs> yeah. like a big just bag butts. of bread butts. Yeah. Yes. A big <laughs> bag of bread butts. Yeah. That's a million dollar idea right that there. A the freak, idea. All the freaks out there comes with a complimentary bottle of mustard. Sure. Ew. I'm going to have to throw away the rest of the bread, but I think eventually it's going to no, even you, out. No, you, come up with, you, you, have a, you have another brand of bread called No, 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 no butts. butts. Because some people hate the butts. Yeah. That's me. I don't like the butts. I want it's all like, the butts or nothing. So one time I found this like Malta meal cereal. I tried to explain to James what Malto meal was at the time. You're gonna have to explain it to me too. Yeah. Malto meal oh, no, is, is the the cereal that comes in a bag. It doesn't come in a box. It comes in a big bag. It's essentially like generic as fuck. Okay. Um, and it's cheaper. It's a shit ton of cereal for cheap. And I found one. We were out, and I found one that was s'mores. And it was fucking brilliant because all it was was. Their generic equivalent of like cocoa puffs, the generic equivalent of golden grams, and like some you know cereal marshmallows, whatever. They're not like heart stars and horseshoes, but made out of the same fucking stuff. It was just yeah. leftovers. All they did was take a little bit left leftover from all of these other cereals, put it together, and it was fucking delicious. So how much of your life was consuming that? That cereal? I only yeah. found it once, so not long. Oh, good. I was concerned. Like you're, like, like you're still doing it like, like you have a bag of it next to you right now <laughs> i fucking dude yeah if i if i could i would i fucking love s'mores i guess dump sugar down your throat if you want that you <laughs> guys make fun of my sugar intake every time we talk pretty much you so. eat a lot of sugar Fuck it. i've actually seen care. online that you can buy just the bag of the marshmallows like it, and oh, the yeah. idea the idea is to like sweeten up like healthier foods and cereals so that you can get the kids to eat it. No, but there's nothing you stopping eat. you from just eating the marshmallows. Maybe that's you just process sugar better. Like that could, that's a benefit. Mm-hmm. Like if you can do it real well, like instant energy and you have not, you don't have a lot of negative side effects from it. Good for you. I'm jealous. So, so what other kind of breakfast foods do you guys like? For like me, maybe, it's yeah. <laughs> most mornings. I just have a glass of chocolate milk. That's a great breakfast. Yeah, but you need protein. You need a couple eggs in there. There's protein in the milk and the chocolate, but vitamin D is artificially put into uh, milk but it's mostly just fatty water well yeah but see that's why you don't want to drink skim milk because th- what they use chemicals to strip the fat out so you're basically just drinking colored water with chemicals in it which is what it tastes like yeah so you should always drink just drink vitamin d milk or get like like almond milk or something if you're you're weird if you think it's horrible how cows are treated we negotiated to two percent have you seen how they milk almonds that's yeah. inhumane and isn't it weird they call it almond milk and not almond juice I, uh, I, I'm sure there's not, some good focus groups. Oh, God. Lewis Black has a bit about that. Mm. Does he agree with me? Yeah, more or less. He says oh, you great. can't fucking call it milk. It's it's 
uh, soy juice. He's a genius man, I, and, and the fact that we've aligned on that brings me great joy. Well, <laughs> and this was like twenty years ago, so oh, I'm like a young, I'm like a young, uh, 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 that guy, Louis Black. Black. <laughs> I almost said, I almost said Jerry Black. <laughs> I was, on, I'll be honest. I was considering just talking about breakfast and not doing the comic book. And just seeing if we could let this go on. Oh, right. But right, no, no, no. Right, let's let's right. do the comic. Let's let's do the comic book. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of when other podcasts do that. I don't so, want us to. So we're we're back to the circus now. Yeah, yeah. Here the ringmaster is announcing that now is the time for the big cat part. Mm-hmm. And uh and the, there's a the the lion tamer slash tiger tamer who's uh forcing the animals to fight one another. I don't know why this is part of it. But uh, I mean tech, it's a great it's a great display of power. And, but Tachyon is like how do we know if this is real or not? How do we know if he's really in danger? Like, ah, oh, he's fine. Yep. But he don't he don't think so. It's yeah, we know by not caring. So Tachyon uh, strips off his clothes so that everyone mm-hmm. knows he's a superhero so they don't get too enraged. Yep. And he catches that tiger and fucks it up. He fucks up the and whole show. He's like, hey, you, you're wrecking up my show. Get the fuck out of here. He goes, oh, sorry. And he just sorry. leaves and scrunches the uh, the cage bars back to normal and sits down. Everyone's like, what a great, are you part of the show? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Is everything part of the show? I don't, I don't understand human life or Earth or this dimension. <laughs> How does entertainment work? You dramatically ruin the structural integrity of those bars, too. Like, like well, not bro, your well. hair looks great. He's like, oh, great. And now his, his wonderful hair quaff is, is more important. Tying it back to Watchmen, too, his outfit is very uh, Ozymandias, Osmondeus, however the fuck you want to oh, say Oh, yeah, it. you're right. Good eye. I, mm-hmm. uh, except it's red and blue. So he has like a lot of yeah. Superman yeah. stuff. But he's he looks just like the Guardian. He absolutely looks like That's what I was going to say. He looks exactly like the Guardian from Marvel. But he has Superman's um, face. So he goes and sits down and he goes like, I, I, I kind of fucked that up, didn't I? And they're just laughing at him. Yeah, they don't really care. They're like, because they're high on crack. <laughs> why would they give any kind of a shit about any of this? So uh, here's the reason why I picked the book. Because <laughs> like, I, I, I was summing through a lot of these and I saw this. So here's like a, uh, a, a circus clown uh, snorting a bunch of coke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not a fabrication. Off of, off of, uh, of uh, what, what, what is that? That, that, uh, it's just a mirror. A mirror? Bo- I know, it's, but it's, it's on top of a box. Like a, like just a, a box. <laughs> yeah, a box. Like a crate. Like, he's like, he yeah, found a crate. A, found himself well, they're a circus crate. people. Like, right, he's going to use a crate. Cases. They got road cases too. He doesn't have a special coke table. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's like, it might be. I mean, it could be his coke crate. Well, he's got his coke mirror. He's got his Aerosmith mirror. He is really close to like, he's right there at where the the curtain where they're going in and out. Like he's yeah. just right there doing the coke. And they're like, we can't find him. He's right there. Right this, the curtain. This is a trick I do a lot when I have to go to a job site that's really far away. But I'm like, you know, I'm tired. I want to get a nap in. I'll tell myself, well, I'll drive really close to the 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 site, and then I'll take a nap while I'm there, so that I don't have to worry about being late. That's all he's doing. This way he can do extra cocaine because he knows he only has to take a couple steps. But they were like, man, our show's just about to start. Where's fucking Binky? I don't know what his name is. I thought that'd be a funny name for a circus clown yeah. doing coke. Griff. <laughs> Griff, that's good too. Griff. Like, where is he? We've we've looked nowhere and we can't find him. It's like he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> and then they and then they have this very sweet moment of like, you know, what are you doing? We just wanted to, you know, find you. And he's like, whatever, there's all must go on. And then there's a very sad scene of the of the sad clowns, yeah. uh, which is always just fucking great. Of them being yeah. like, just don't wanna lose you, that's all. It's his only friend. Yeah. And also he takes the fall for him. 
He yeah. takes the rap on all kinds of dark shit they do. Don't want to lose you, that's all. He looks sad. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sad clown the bowler top on the like, behind him. <laughs> Spoiler going, alert. They're gonna lose him. <laughs> They're gonna lose him. Uh and then here's we get a, an apps. Here's a bunch <laughs> of here's a bunch of panels of a phone ringing in a house, and they're like, <laughs> Well, I is it Dot's house? Is that what uh, they were trying to say? Is that she's gone? No, we're no, back to this the dad. Is, the dad's this the is the other guy. Yeah, the mustache father who just learned he's a father, and he's like going home, and he's trying to look in his daughter's room to find some crack, and it seems like he's got some <laughs> house laborers like saying, "How's it going, Mister So and So?" He's like, "Fuck off, you <laughs> idiots!" And he's like, "Wow." Well, they're the guys who sold her the crack. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He's like, "You guys are selling my daughter crack. Get the fuck out." <laughs> No. <laughs> as soon as you finish these floors, you're getting the fuck out of here. here he's Send me a, an invoice. He's like, all right, I got to go search my daughter's room. But of course he realizes that one, it's an invasion of, of privacy. And two, he just met her and just found this out is, about him being the daughter. He has no right to do any of this. This is my favorite line of the comic, though, is him going in. He's, he's going into a room because, you know, obviously after all of this shit. And he says, and I love this. Okay, so I did my share, at least that means I know where to search. Yep. Yeah. And I love that of him just stopping and being like, okay, where did I hide my crack? Shit yeah. don't change. And he, he looks through his room and he finds his own crack. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. He's like, yeah, the, the real issue he has is that she's cutting into his stash right, and not chipping it. I've, I've heard a lot of stories of parents being mad about their kids uh, for smoking weed and not because of smoking weed, but because they were taking the weed from them. Because she learned it from watching him. I learned it from watching you. God, those I'm ads are great. I'm not an addict. It's cool. Um, oh, that gave me like an emotional, like just rage boner whenever I saw those, those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned ever, it from if, watching if, you. If you're under like 30, you probably didn't see them. But yeah, in the 90s, it was just this insane deluge of the darkest, craziest, <laughs> most emotionally terrifying PSAs about drug use. Are the drunk, oh, yeah. are the drunk guy oh. telling you about you, this is your brain on drugs? And I was like, about to say, <laughs> oh no, Rachel Lee Cook saying this is your brain and this is your brain on mm -hmm. drugs? I love that you knew her name. Hell but yeah. That was the updated version. The original version, you were just literally watching eggs scramble in a pan. Oh no, there was, was a guy who was like in a, he was like in a wife beater smoking a cigarette or something. He? he was just like, this is your brain on drugs. I don't She's know. in a wife beater, or not wife beater, but in a, Bill, a tank. Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks has a uh, bit about it. And Pee Wee Herman did an anti-crack one where he holds a vial of crack and tells you not to do it. Yeah. Good thing he didn't do an anti-jacket off in public one or he'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> it wasn't in public. He was at the place where you're supposed to do it. He oh, was really? at the pound got, off I thought, station. I thought he yeah. got arrested for it. No, he, he did, did get arrested was... for it, but he was at a porno theater. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm confused. He, if, he if, got Fred Willard. If he, but he, if he's supposed to do it there, what's the... It's acceptable there. I'm you're guessing that you're to. not allowed. To, I'm, I'm guessing it's you can watch this, but you're not allowed to to whip it out. But what they don't that, really enforce it. What does that say about me? Is that I just assume that oh, it must be legal if you could do it. I just I just saw some uh, photos recently uh, in in Great Britain. Uh, they're equivalent of I'm not I'm not making this up. These are real stores. They're equivalent of the dollar store is uh, Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just there's just these signs that say welcome to pound town with some dude in a polo nice. just standing there with his arms open it's great i'm gonna go to as soon as they allow me back in the country i'm gonna go visit mm -hmm. um so uh then we cut back to the circus mm -hmm. and uh the clowns show up and they fall out of their car and they're fucking up the bit because they're high on crack cocaine but That's it doesn't not really true matter. at all. No, the, well, one the, of them's hot. The one on the one on the stilts is the uh, Griff, who's been uh, snorting cocaine yep. all night long. Their names are Merv, Griff, and Johnny. 
Well, like Merv, Merv Griffin, and, Merv Griffin, Griffin, and Johnny Carson. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I don't know whose fault this was, but they released a bunch of dogs and they knocked them over. Yeah, a bunch of poodles come running out of the car and they knock over our crackhead clown who's on stilts he's not, to he's, make him six feet tall. He's snorting cocaine. He's not smoking crack. The little girl is smoking crack. The little girl is okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. to look how, uh, look slam how this guy. look how shocked uh, Spock is at you for what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Spock's in the audience. Oh, because it's like he falls off the stilts and lands on his back. Uh, it wasn't that far of a fall. I don't know what the problem was. But, uh, well, for him, well, he's he a was a person, right. and he did like. 18- I thought the the dog scared him, and his heart exploded. Oh yeah! Once again, Shaver bringing up what actually happened in the book because I don't. Well, because they things. do mention they do mention at the end because he does die, and they do mention that he didn't technically die from the crack, so he probably just died from something that Cocaine. resulted from the crack. Cocaine. But- all right, all right, fine, all right. They don't know. They're not doctors. They watched yeah. him do the coke. They, they, they were, he was he was at the curtain. Everyone who was walking back and forth from their ex or watches this tiny clown do lines after line after line of cocaine. I hope, that, I hope he was accidentally on the wrong side of the curtain. He was just sitting right next to the audience. <laughs> Every time they opened the curtain up, it, it like blew his cocaine away, and he got super pissed. Oh, shit. He goes, I'm not moving my crate. I put my crate here to do my cocaine for my show, and I ain't moving. And so he sweeps up all the cocaine from the ground, but he's just getting a bunch of sawdust. Oh, God. And he's still doing it. Little bits of animal poo. (laughs) Silica. Or it's set up his nose. Uh. (laughs) Here's a great, here's my favorite uh, two panels. The the sad clown uh, picking up the stilts of his dead friend, and then he's running behind the curtain. And everyone's applauding. They're applauding. Because <laughs> the they think it's a bit. They're like, yay. And then the uh, the announcer is, uh, he has to keep the show rolling, but he clearly realizes something's fucked Everyone, up. Everything's fine, folks. <laughs> Everything. Go on, we're all right. Don't, but it gets real quiet and they hear, the because the veterinarian is giving him CPR, they hear him pressing against his chest. He's going, live, damn it. Live. Everything's fine, <laughs> folks. Don't listen to backstage. Live. Live. <laughs> like, and they're asking him, like, is this going to work? He's like, I don't fucking know. I do this to bears. Like, what the hell? They got a vet doing this? And uh, Polestar turns around and goes, hey, man, I don't know. Yeah, and this is where I think you guys are wrong about the the Coke thing, is that she tries to make them feel better, she being Polestar, saying, like, maybe it had nothing to do with all the cocaine that he just did. Yeah, yeah, Google. But, like, we know it fucking did. I gotta say, I, I, once again, it's a shame that I'm not a a gay man, a very flamboyant gay man, because I would change my name to Mike Polestar. (laughs) Because <laughs> like that's all I'm thinking about now is yeah. the clothes I would buy. There you go. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a great stripper name. That might be the only thing keeping me from dancing and becoming. An I ab- don't. A club I don't think that has anything to do with your sexuality. I think you can absolutely become Mike Pulsar. And- I, I just think it would be better. It would be better for me because because I feel like if I'm doing a, like a, a more flamboyant voice, it'd be fake. I want to actually be that person and represent, but I'm not, so I don't do it. Why would you need a flamboyant voice? Because it works with Polestar. There's a whole thing I'm imagining right now. It is a whole okay. motif. I'm doing a I'm doing a WWE video game creative character, and his name is Polestar, <laughs> and he's gay, and he dresses great, and he dances. Do you guys think that little people are always committing crimes, so we just don't see it because we're not tilting our heads down? So, like, uh, they around here, here in Illinois, in the Chicagoland area, there is little people wrestling, and... Like the things they do should be criminal activities. Like they're pretty, yeah. Now is that empowering? Is that no. empowering or is that offensive? It's it's not it's not offensive. It's like gruesome. 
It's like very. It's like that's it, what you always see. It's like oh, I wouldn't mind seeing little people wrestling because because they, they they're they the stuff. Because if you watch Mexican wrestling, there's like no difference between the big wrestlers and the little wrestlers. They have them in the ring together all the time, and they can do different stuff. So, but mm-hmm. in here in America, they just put the little ones together and then give them thumbtacks and barbed wire and let them tear each other apart. It's like, well, that's. I mean, I don't want to see that. A, it seems to show a disregard for their health and their livelihood. Well, like, it's, it's probably the, the the indie companies is probably run by the guy who made himself champion. All right. Okay. Well. Cool. <laughs> so I mean, I guess you got to pay the cost to be the boss. I guess. Why do I know about all that? <laughs> so Polestar goes to uh, one of the other uh, acrobats, and they're about to go perform, but they have it out one last time before they go on stage because I guess it gets their adrenaline going really well. And she goes, hey, did you see where Griff hit his cocaine before he died? <laughs> like, it really is a pick-me-up before our, our act. Uh, and It's s- got to be weird that they, they get into a bad argument, but then they have to trust each other completely to catch one another. Yeah, it's, their- it's like when actors have to play, like, love interests and they hate each other. Dude, I was watching the science fiction show called uh, The Expanse, right? And uh, they have the two characters in the show, like they're, they're supposed to be in love with each other, but the actors have zero chemistry with each mm-hmm. other whatsoever. And it's so distracting. I stopped watching the show. I'm like, why are you forcing this? You know what movie did great with that? Birds of Prey. Yeah. There, oh, it wasn't yeah, all about but, women being in love and shit. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. But the characters had good chemistry with each other. Yeah. It was a fine movie. It was a really, it was a fun little jaunt. It was a great movie. I surprisingly enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's a fun. It's, like, it's great action. at doing what but, it's trying to do. Yeah. Comedy action movie. Great. Yeah, it's lots a of color. Movie. Silly movie. Yeah. Lots, of co- lots of color. Lots of fun. I think I talked about previously about how it made me cry. Mm-hmm. Oh, did it? Yeah. There's What's a scene? scene where. The, oh, is that spoilers? Should we say it? No, it's not a spoiler. What what I'm about to say. The hair tie there's scene? scene. Yep. The hair tie scene. Where, oh, they share the hair tie? Yeah, where they're in a fight, and then one of them offers the other one a hair tie, and I just got teary-eyed, because that's a girl thing. That's not mm-hmm. something that, like, it's a trope for girls about losing hair ties and needing hair ties and everything like that, sure, but, like, the fact that it was in there, and it, like, it was just a one-off of, like, she hands her the hair tie, she says thanks, she pulls her hair back and keeps going, and I just got teary-eyed being like, this is actually a movie meant for me. This is actually a movie meant for female fans not well not to shit not not to disagree with you on that but as a former long-haired metalhead that was the same thing between metal long-haired metalhead guys like sharing hair ties that was a thing Mm. it it meant a lot when you shared it with one another man (laughs) missed my cue for that that song missed my cue for your femsplaining uh (laughs) intro music Oh, bummer. You can add in later, can't you? Yeah, I can, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, okay. Um, and more work for James. Let's yeah. add more. Throw more out. I should uh, change my song anyways. Oh, I should change it to Boss Bitch from Birds of Prey. Yeah, pick one. Pick one, and then because we've been doing the same one for well, a while Well, it's now. branding. I'm changing it. I want Dojo Cat's Bitch Boss. Boss Bitch. I, I like changing shit up. That's a good idea. All right, now. I'll, I'll go figure out what Boss Bitch is, and I'll be back. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. So, so anyway, then we uh, check back in with the members of New Wave. Is it New Wave or Next Wave? It's New Wave. The members no, of New uh, Wave. It's new Wave. The New I, Wave, a new order. They're working listen, on their next album. I thought it was New Exiles up until today. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, so we check back in with the members of New Wave in the audience uh, who have just witnessed all this carnage and they're just smiling and saying, man, that was a good fucking show. What happened to T- Tachyon's hair? It's under his what hat. Happened to he it? has a ball cap. Uh, but he had... A full head of hair, all like. Well, oh, you never saw the back. Head. Maybe it's all shaved except for on top. Yeah. Oh, he's got that modern haircut that he's, I despise. He's got a weird comb over. It's just in the front, and it just goes back. Like you, James. No, I don't have Boo, a weird James. comb over. I, I I have the hipster shaved head, but I don't have the weird comb over. 
Uh, that, that haircut requires, because uh, if you wait too long with it, it starts to look like crap. Yeah. And that's too much work. I went like it's four months without a haircut. haircut. I went to, uh, guys, I had to go so long uh, because of quarantine. So it was a long time and it grew out. Anyway, uh, so then they, they cart away the little no, man. No, no, go back up. Go yeah. back up before we go too far. Best. All right. Now, the, I, I know I've had a lot of favorite parts in this book so far. Here's another one. The two sad uh, uh, circus clowns are yep. just staring at the EMTs deal with their dish friend. Is he going to be okay? I don't know. <laughs> I really like working on the little people because there's a lot of extra room in the ambulance. Carrying the stretchers a lot lighter. <laughs> Just, it worked. We can make a second stop on the way back to the hospital. They drove, they're driving up. They get the call. They're, they're like, they, circus? Ooh, that's different. <laughs> Change the day up. So uh, then the circus announcer keeps the train rolling, knowing that all his friends are dying. He's like, yep, keep the show going. Everything's going Whip great. the elephants. I'm dead on the inside. <laughs> I love this, this dude. <laughs> I mean, this guy is stoic as shit. This guy knows he's, he's got a, a job to do. <laughs> Every photo of him looks like he's going, bah, bah. <laughs> where's the rent? <laughs> I know you've got it. He's tying bitches the fucking rails. <laughs> Uh, and so then uh, New Wave's walking away. They're like, that they... was great, huh? Do you think that guy died? Who cares? <laughs> they didn't know. Yeah, they totally don't bring it up at all. They say, like, did you like it, Tacky? And he's like, yes, it was very entertaining. The end. Why'd you bother to put your clothes back on? That's twice that's happened in this book, where the superheroes undress from their normal clothes to show us the superhero outfit and then put it back yep. on. You think his cape is tucked into the coat or down the pants past his belt? I think he's got, like, like the flash where it's like not in his ring but like that kind of technology it's in his dick and he and he, he ejaculates his costume out no he i didn't i didn't say that at the, all or imply anything like that the laws of physics could yeah. be totally different we don't know best way to store shit and that's that right angle past third dim three dimensions that we can't perceive it's yeah <laughs> i don't know stupid sexy tacky i like the part where i killed the tiger and the clown died <laughs> and he goes yeah that's the circus <laughs> that is the last line of the book is uh is our is our like he's got the banner that says circus uh and that's about it by about it that's it that's the end of the book that's it. 10 10 stars 10 stars perfect score <laughs> great i loved it it wasn't overly complicated <laughs> five five stars five really? five yeah I mean, five, five out of five or five out of ten? Five out of five. In terms of books that we read, five out of five. I, I have a ten star system. And this is if Alf star. is fucking three, then this is seven. Well, I'm right, again. Seven out of five. How many times do I have to explain this? Alf got an extra point because of Christmas cheer. I'm sorry. I, I do the show you with a couple of Grinches. Everyone else, yeah, you ruined everyone else's Christmas in order to do that. That amplified my Christmas like to, to ways I never thought possible. My Christmas cheer was just through the roof. Mike became a Christian. I did. Again, I, I, re, I reconfirmed my <laughs> love for Jesus. The, Since the world's ending, I might as well do that anyway, just in case. Am I yeah, right, Wink? The Church of Alpha of Latter-day Saints? Uh, don't be blaspheming now, James. Don't be blaspheming, my I, lord. I enjoyed the book very much. However, I think the art's a little stiff in some places. And, uh, you know, it's still good. But I'm not grading on a curve. I'm grading objectively. And Bullshit. I'm going to say it's three out of five clowns with painful cocaine boners. Bullshit. <laughs>
It's called priapism, and it's not funny. Oh, I was, I was just about Bullshit. to say, James. I'm like, leave it to James, the guy who doesn't do drugs, to understand that cocaine does not give you boners, it's, but I guess it does. It that, gives you painful boners. This oh, book deserves no at idea. least four stars. Okay, you know, my well. Experience, all my drug experience has led to me not wanting to have sex. Yeah. Like all the drugs. All the drugs kill my my sexuality pretty much it, dead. It'll it'll fuck up your boner and it's not funny except when a clown does it, I guess. And it's kind of funny because <laughs> they'd probably be offended if you didn't laugh. Well, they're like giving him like CPR and he's getting a boner while they're like <laughs> That is gross. <laughs> um every time they breathe into his mouth it's just a little whoop. whoop. It's like in the sandlot where he pretends to drown so he can so he can sexually assault that girl. Yeah. Uh. But they get married later, so it's they do, so okay. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, they, she was kind of into it though. She waved at him afterwards. She, she. That's she why they, yeah, they justify it. She respected his courage. It was a weird time for movies, eighties and nineties. I mean, I'm, I'm going to mention again in the Revenge of the Nerds, uh, he does he rape rapes. a woman. He, he rapes a woman as the hero. Yeah. Well, back as back to the Sandlot, you play baseball like a girl. That's bullshit. A lot of excellent female baseball players. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I could name them, but we're out of time. <laughs> Uh, in fairness, though, that's not sexist because I couldn't name a male baseball player either. I couldn't either. And I go <laughs> so, back when there were live baseball games and I wasn't working. I live I live so close to the White Sox park. I would go every single time I was home and there was a game. I'll, I couldn't name one player on I'll, the team. I can actually pull this all together. I can name one player, Mark McGuire, because Todd McFarlane, when he went on his spending spree in the 90s, he bought Mark McGuire's like, game-winning balls and he was going to send them on tour. But then someone broke Mark McGuire's record and it was worthless again. Yep. Yep. Back when people thought creatine was a steroid. Oh my You both goodness. are huge Simpsons nerds, and you can't name another baseball player. Oh, oh. from Homer's baseball team, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Ozzy Smith, Jose Canseco, Daryl uh, Strawberry, go. Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. Almost right. as good okay. as Ken Griffey Sr. If you ask me. It's 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 um modern baseball players. Then I couldn't name. Uh, I, yeah. Last- 10 years ones that easily translate to uh cartoons and what, and what was the name caricature. of the, the cubs the cubs uh home run hitter from cuba uh sammy sosa sammy sosa sammy you know, he, oh, yeah. he became pink and started wearing pink clothes oh good for him embracing like he dyed things. his skin pink he got really weird with his life oh that's great really what else are you yeah. gonna do yeah i'm not kidding he I, did. i'm gonna he, google sammy sosa dyes well, himself well, okay. pink well, yeah, uh, dude, he, all right. <laughs> well, 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 Shade is that. Uh, I'll throw in the closing plugs. Uh, you can check us out at the Facebook fan page and leave us requests. We have a good one coming up next week. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Darksides Couch or DarksidesCouch.com for all the old episodes. And you can find us on Spotify and wherever you get great podcasts and the shitty ones too. Uh, Mike, what are we doing next time? Do the Three Stooges. Three Stooges. Uh, yeah, we had a listener uh, suggest a Three Stooges comic from 1953. Uh, I haven't looked at it. Please don't be racist. It's not our fault if it is. Yeah, we should have. We nope. really should have. Nope. Like this was when I was reading this, man. I was gripping the the seat. Just white knuckling like, like, it. Come on now, <laughs> keep it together. You're so close. Uh, Shay, how'd that uh, Sammy Sosa search turn out? He's pink. Sweet. <laughs> he he bleached his skin, which is the the actual reason behind it. But he went too far. And he man. is. Do you find the photo of him pink. wearing pink, a pink suit and a yes, pink hat? Yep, that's ex- oh. exactly what I'm looking at. All right, right now. I gotta I gotta find this right now. He he fucked up and then decided to go with it. 
Okay, Sammy Sosa pink suit. I'm going to take a look. Look at that pink (laughs) motherfucker. Oh, man, that is pink as shit. That is great. Dude. Ah, good for him. As good someone who him. turns pink in the sun, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It looks oh, very painful. God, I think that's about it. Uh, anybody got anything else they want to add? Uh, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Come here, knucklehead. Oh man, I've watched. I've watched so much. I I know every oh, short backwards and forwards. Uh, Shay, you got anything? No. Oh, I don't, right. like the, I don't know the three, the three Stooges, so I, I, I no, got. Oh, you're, you're about young, to. You're a young woman. I mean, How I know uh, about them. I don't like. I, I didn't watch. Them. Uh, my brother and I brutalized each other because of that bullshit. Oh awesome. my god. We'll get into that next week. Ta-ta for now, Christian Crusaders. We'll talk to you next time on the couch. It's yours. No, I mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys must have. Must have what? Look, Dad, it's Where not... Where did you get it? Dad, Answer I... me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. <gasps> I'm a child of the 60s. All the leaves are brown. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs.